Welcome to the Virtual Ball Boys Podcast. My name is Chris, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Matt. Chris, this podcast is so good, I want to have sex with it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, I, I just, I, all I ask, all I ask <laughs> is that it's, you just, you know, bring them home on t- in time for dinner. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as long as you use proper protection and we're good, you know, that's, that's, t- that's, you know, I, I, but I appreciate you coming to me and, and telling me this. This is yeah. getting the explicit tag right away. <laughs> <laughs> just right out of the gate. I want to fuck this podcast straight up. I just want to pound, like, just, like, just go into really gruesome sexual detail. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I would. Um, so welcome everyone to the uh, to Virtual Ball Boys. Uh, we are uh, this week. We are wrapping up our uh, adding teams to our football league, and that yes. will be at the end because, of course, we'll leave you in suspense uh, <laughs> and to the very end. Um, now, uh, in the meantime, though, we'll go over some news items. It was actually relatively newsy um, past few weeks. Some some big names being signed. Uh, relatively big names um and uh you know we got some rules uh being approved and not approved um that we'll also go over um so and uh in the our middle segment we'll be uh bringing back uh an old favorite at least amongst us uh in mascot battles so stay tuned for that uh but first let's get into the news uh and as of this recording uh, the NFL has approved three new rule changes. No, nothing, anything, not significant. Um, one of the rules uh, that was proposed by uh, the Eagles, uh, it made permanent the expansion of automatic replay reviews to include scoring plays and turnovers negated by a foul and any successful or unsuccessful try attempt, uh, which was used a lot last year. Um, as part of the expansion of replay review. Uh, there's also the expansion of uh, defensive player protection to a kickoff or punt returner who is in possession of the ball, but who has not had time to avoid or ward off the impending contact of an opponent. And the third rule passed uh, prevents teams from manipulating the game clock by committing multiple dead ball fouls while the clock is running, which essentially... Hence what what the Titans did in the playoff game against the Patriots. Right, so 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 it was... First, it was done by the Patriots earlier in the season. Yeah. And then the Titans did it to the Patriots, which is why the rule is being uh, taken away, because Belichick, you know, Belichick can't have his own weapons used against him. We can't allow that in the NFL. No. Let's, 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 let's face it. Um... <laughs> And then um, the uh, the league also added uh, you can now bring three team three players off of the injured reserve instead of two, um, if you uh, during the season. Uh, so there, that kind of I think that's just slowly whittling away like the idea that if you put a player on injured reserve that you can't take them off. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they're just kind of allowing uh, anyone to come off injured reserve now as long as it will help the team. Um, but I think the big story of this is the two rules that were not passed, or at least not uh, uh, at the forefront. Um, one rule was the onside kick rule, which would basically get rid of the onside kick and replace it with a uh, fourth and 15 play, where if a team completes that, they get to continue their drive. If not, the other team gets the ball. Um or and also the sky judge the sky judge which everyone loved from back when the uh, aaf happened 
uh, where someone would be up in the booth and would be refereeing from the skybox to kind of see if there's any clear fouls happening. That has the both of those have been tabled. Uh, what's your thoughts? I, I I mean I know that was a lot, but you know anything that stands out to you from what was approved or was not approved in this uh, in the, these the, meetings. The fourth and fifteen thing I always thought was such a good compromise for wanting to get the ball back quickly. It's very high risk, but in a good way. Sure. In uh, uh, like the 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 penalty for losing is roughly the same as an onside kick. It's a lot safer, and you uh, you don't have to basically rely on luck to try to get the ball back. There is some skill involved. So I'm I'm a little upset that 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 didn't go forward, but I'm sure that some some people had concerns about how that could be abused, which I can definitely see happening. Right, I I think that the initial rule with those being talked about, I, I I'm I'm not too sure. I mean, we would we would have had to see it pass probably to get the full idea of what the rule was, but I think that there was some discussion about limiting it to like two a game maybe yeah. like and, and like i guess meaning that if you're really down in a game like you you can't just keep on doing it uh to get back in it you're gonna have to kind of take the normal route but if you're only yeah. down by like a score uh you use it once to maybe stay in the game and not let the other team get it mm-hmm. i I've, i'm i'm with you i've i've always thought the idea was great i i think a lot of people are hung up by how great the onside kick when successful is but the thing right. is, it just has not been successful lately. It's been so unsuccessful that <laughs> yeah, they, they, a lot of safety, we don't get the effects. Right. The safety you know, measures that have been put in place, just it, it has made the onside kick. It's been very rare. Um, Young-Hoo Ko, the kicker from for the Falcons, has been like the really the only kicker who has been successful with the onside kicks uh-huh. as of late. And he's like a legend for it for in Atlanta. That was, a, that was the uh, Thanksgiving game, I think, was... Uh, when that was successful against the Saints, yeah. um, didn't result in a win for them, but it was at least uh, a lot of fun. But I don't know, man. I think the more success, more fun play would be having the star of your team, which is most likely your quarterback, go out there, or the star of your team being a running back or a wide receiver, having them be out there to try to complete a play to keep your team in the game. What, like, like I don't know. Instead, you just have a bunch of special teamers and maybe, like, your your tight end uh, out there to try to catch right. the ball. I, I mean, I, I like the onside kick, but I understand that it's fading away from the game and things are going to have to change. Yeah. Um. What what's your what's your view on the sky judge uh, idea? I think it's it it it's okay. I'm kind of uh, I would be fine if it did or did not pass. Okay. It's I guess for me it's I I think that there has been there has been so much stoppage of play in recent years and yeah. and there's so much like trying to litigate things in the in the league that a lot of people are sick of it i don't know whether or not sky judge would minimize that or not i i wonder if like i don't like i feel like there could be something where like the sky judge is up there and if a penalty is not called that is clearly a penalty the sky judge like buzz that buzzes down and say they like to throw the flag or um vice versa and doesn't really result in any like major like challenges or stop to replay review or anything like that I think that would 
keep things moving a little bit more. Uh, but I guess it's just how are they going to implement the Sky Judge is what my question would be overall. I would. I also think that taking a break from penalty-related rule changes for a year would be good with the disaster that the pass interference rule was last year. Yes, uh, which, which, yeah, that that's uh, um, if it has not already been discussed about on here, uh, the that rule has not is not going to be carried over. Uh, for good reason that that was a it, 2019 role solely it was it was a knee-jerk reaction yeah now like at this point what the saints would want is uh there's a clause that prevents them from facing the vikings in the playoffs yeah and, and you know <laughs> preventing them from just getting their heart torn in, in two you know yeah. that's just not it's not it they they have they have had heartbreaking playoff finishes in every in every round but the Super Bowl, like they've been, it's basically been divisional round, then the championship, then the wild card round, and so next year they're going to the so Super Bowl. So they're going to make the Super Bowl and lose and lose in in horrific fashion is <laughs> yeah. essentially what's going to happen. So sorry, Saints fans, um, but you made the Super Bowl. Um, so <laughs> the uh, <laughs> uh, the the other rule change that kind of happened uh, a little a few like, I think now a week ago or so um, was the Rooney rule. Uh, and for those who don't know what the ruining rule is, is essentially the NFL's way to to combat uh, the diversity problems amongst the coaching ranks. Um, and uh, this rule seemed broken this year uh, because uh, I don't think was there even a single di- diverse candidate hired outside of Ron Rivera. There was uh, not. So, okay, thank you, thank you, Google Home, for your guest star on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, well, who is that? Yeah, lady in the home. Uh, no, uh, I, uh, like, I, I don't know. I just, this is this whole Rooney rule has just, they, they've flopped so bad on it. So now what they're doing is they're expanding it a little bit more, where team owners have now approved increasing the number of candidates who are interviewed for head coaching jobs, which means that teams will now be required to speak with two minority candidates instead of just one, and um, they will also be required to speak with at least one minority candidate for all coordinators and executives. Now, there's also um, a rule that was put in place I don't see in this article that I'm I'm referring from uh, that was approved where uh, basically a coordinator uh, or, or, or a position coach, I should say, uh, that wants to become a coordinator can now go and interview for the job without the team's approval, which was not something that was in place mm. um, prior to. I see uh, the, that's, that to that rule, which is kind of a big. That's a big change. That's a big change, and that's that even goes beyond the running rule. That's but that is a big. That's a big coaching change to kind of allow a lot more movement, a lot more, uh, you know, getting better positions ultimately for, for these, mm-hmm. uh, other coaches, which is going to, which in a way will help minority coaches kind of get, get to a, uh, higher level they can. Um, now, uh, there was also, there was also this idea that was floating around, which got a lot of, uh, yeah, I mean, backlash from, I don't know, a lot of, I guess just the, the white football fans who thought that uh, they, they were trying to incentivize minority hiring uh, by basically uh, using it with uh, draft picks uh, where, like, you could uh, potentially move up in the draft, at least in, the, like, the second or third round uh, if you hired a minority candidate. And, uh, and uh, I, I don't know, like, how... I don't know exactly, like, how much that was, uh, but... 
essentially they're trying to incentivize like hey if you actually you know dig deep and, and actually hire someone that's black like or 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 hispanic or whoever then that that way uh you you get rewarded for it um just in the sense of of you know keeping things diverse in the nfl which it, in, a, in a diverse league that's well deserved or that's well yeah. needed um, totally. What, what do you think of, uh, but that, but that, of course, that incentive, that incentivizing stuff was tabled ultimately. It's not part yeah. of the new rule. Uh, what do you think of all of this? I think it's good. I think um, the it it allows for better movement, better positioning, and growth of coaches in general. Yeah. And. I don't know, especially after this last year. I don't know how I I don't know how the the interview process for things goes, but the fact that Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach somewhere, <laughs> just as as an example. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and there there were no like new minority hires. Like Ron Rivera was hired, but he was a head coach last year. For a different team, so it's there, there's not a new face in the head coach world. Absolutely, and and what's it's just it's troublesome because people talk about it, pointing out all the time when you have an NFL that is filled with predominantly black players, but the the predominantly all, all the a lot of the coaching staffs are predominantly white. You know, it's just there's just such a weird imbalance there that i don't know i think it, it just there needs to be some sort of change and yeah. the i when i think about the incentive thing I, I i know i was being a little stark snarky earlier i could see where people would think that it could be a bit ridiculous to to have you know teams move up draft boards just because they hired uh you know a minority candidate but i i feel like what else can you do to improve something like this I I, right. I mean because it's it, there there is some at least to it seems like there's a lot of great candidates out there who are black who get left left behind or get used as like a as a rooting rule tool and I, I worry that even if with the oh you must you must you know interview two uh, minority candidates for the head coaching job like i feel like even then like i feel like people are gonna be like okay um so which two black guys are we gonna bring in uh for us to interview so we could just get that out of the way like it's right. I, I i just i like feel it, like like it, it's it, it tough. could just it could just be a new checklist thing rather than an actual effort to to hire someone because team like no matter how many people you inter interview teams are still they still have their person in mind yes exactly and and I I I think that I, I, I look at like I not that I don't see like there there has been there was some decent hires this season that involved white candidates and I'm not I'm not trying to bash anyone who just hires a white head coach because I'm sure that there is head coaches that are going to work out really well on that front but it's just you have to wonder why skies like Eric Bieniemy are just being like that are just not being considered although even though they're being praised up and down 
by the people he who he works around the players the coaches and also the media around and and, and the public as a whole like I, they see what he does and they're like oh well, andy reeds is the is the true play caller that doesn't mean anything eric Bieniemy <laughs> works with andy reed to get these calls together and he's also called plays during the game right. he just andy reed hands it off to him sometimes so like give me a break it's just there is so much uh weird like twisting and turning to try to argue that that a particular minority candidate does not deserve to get a head coaching job and more than a white candidate and i i just yeah. see that so much on social media it's just really disappointing um a little bit on the lighter side of news uh the Jets have a new backup quarterback, and his name is Joe Flacco. The former Ravens quarterback and Broncos quarterback has signed a deal with the Jets. Uh, that Jets quarterback room is now up to five. What do you think of that? That That's a lot of quarterbacks. That's a lot of quarterbacks. That's yeah. a lot, for, especially for, uh, for trying to keep faith in Sam Darnold. That's a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, I think that by the, by the time the season starts, it'll be Sam Darnold, Joe Flacco, and a third one probably like a like a rookie young guy whatever yeah. uh, i mean they, they did they did draft the uh, jets did draft someone i forget who i think they, i think it was a guy from florida international yeah um, um so i'm not uh, uh a lot of quarterbacks but i think that it's a good place for joe flacco and good for sam darnold to have a mentor um nothing is going to improve for sam darnold from a, a larger scape until adam gase goes away <laughs> yeah that's true um well I, well I wanted to know in your opinion though do you think that cam newton should have been the guy to bring oh. in here maybe <laughs> because we forget from about a, him right so from a from a mentor standpoint i think joe flacco would be better just because joe flacco is is older and um, basically just because he's older and is so much farther less likely to compete for a starting job. Yeah. Where Cam Newton would be competing for a starting job, would be trying to compete, and that would destroy Darnold's confidence. Like, it would, it would, be, it would be similar to me like, like what Chicago's doing, where you have the, the quarterback who has been not been doing great and you bring in a vet to compete for it that's what cam newton going there would be to me yeah i and i i think that i i the thing the only thing that is that holds me up on it is that it, it there were recent reports out there that cam would have is beginning to warm up to the idea of just being a backup this season okay. um and I, that in that case i just i just think with what happened to darnold earlier in the season last year where he went down uh, with mono, I I just think that I I I think that if you want to have someone that you can really rely on, Joe Flacco had a had a really rough year, and I just I I am I guess I'm, I'm hoping that with with Cam's medicals that he that he does come back and he can play, if if Darnold happens to go down, knock on wood that that does not happen, um, that that could keep the Jets in the mix. I just don't know if That's, Flacco would be the guy. Right. I don't know if there's enough else on the Jets' offense for the Jets to even be considered in the mix. 
Yeah, I I think I I think that there's gonna be that the Jets are are a they're kind of one of those teams that are gonna that are riding the line right now of uh, either they, being they, bad they or, have, or being surprisingly good. They they went they, they had they went seven and four down the stretch though. I mean they, they did, and they they had a really good defense. Yeah. But they don't have very much, uh, and they 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 address O line in the draft, which is great. Yeah. And that that will help out Darnold and Bell, but I don't think they have uh, receiving core to really be really compete. Yeah, yeah. Rob, Robbie um, Anderson was kind of uh, that was one of their best players, and he left. So right. yeah, it'll be interesting to look at. Yeah. Um. The other uh, another big sign that happened. Uh, Carlos Hyde uh, is now a Seahawk. So the Seahawks just continue to add anyone that could develop some sort of running game well, uh, behind they, Russell they, ca- they kind of have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's – so uh, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny have been their, their, their one and two, their kind of one-two punch deal. Carson being the one. And Carson should be ready to start the season, but that's a should. Right. And with everything that's going on, uh, that that could be even more up in the air. Penny will probably start the year on the pup, which is a problem. That's that is and, a problem, and especially uh, Pete Carroll is known for uh, downplaying injuries, saying that oh no, it's not that bad. He's going to be back soon. So when the Seahawks actually come out and say he'll probably start the year on the pup, that's that's a like you got to trust that. So I think yeah. this is a good good place for Carlos Hyde. I figured I figured. Um, it would either be here or Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, Devonta Freeman got offered uh, a, the job for Seattle, but turned it down. Um, he wants more money, which I just he don't does, think he's going to get. Which he, which he doesn't get. He's not going to get. Yeah. Um. So obviously Seattle looking looking for a running back. I think Carlos Hyde is the is the best available fit. Devonta Freeman, if he if he he's gonna go one of two routes, he's either going to wait for an injury for someone big important to the team, like a like a, a Zeke or McCaffrey, and and try to try to sign there to help them out, or he's gonna go to Philly because Philly it, once 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 he realizes, oh shit, I'm not gonna get as big of a deal as I want, yeah, and actually wants to play this season, he'll <laughs> he'll he'll sign with Philly, the team that really wants to do an RBBC. Yeah, I, I I like the signing. I think that they, they just I, I feel like Hyde he's such a up and down like guy. Oh, absolutely. Every, everyone hypes him up so much, or at least hyped him up really a lot during the Niners years, and that never really came to fruition. Um, he did, but he did have a decent season with the Texans and Duke Johnson. Which, by the way, yeah. I was just I was just thinking about this. It's a double Johnson combo back there. It's now. a double D Johnson. Double D Johnson. Oh wow. <laughs> Double, you got the double D's, double Johnsons. Right. That's oh, that's that's that is too, <laughs> that is too, in, that is too inappropriate, <laughs> inappropriate words altogether. Um, well, it's funny. So in the, uh, I'm gonna tell a story. This this past season, I was in the, uh, the fantasy footballers listener league. Yeah. Um, and there was a trade with one of the hosts, and the host uh, told the story on the podcast. Uh, I'm gonna forget. I think the exact trade. But I think it was, it was, Cooper Cup, and uh, 
Cooper Cup and D. Johnson for Terry McLaurin and I want to say Le'Veon Bell. Something something like that. Okay. Um and Le'Ve- Le'Veon Bell last year was not super good. He was okay, right. but he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't amazing. Right. Um and the this was offered the 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 winner of the league offered this uh eventual winner of the league uh offered this trade to one of the hosts. And the host looked at it and was like, "Oh, I get D Johnson and uh Cooper Cup. That sounds like a great deal." He thought it was David Johnson. Uh, and this was early, early in the season. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he didn't read it. He just read D Johnson and now they're both on the same team. Now, uh, yeah, that's 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 the thing. You could, the funny you could thing have... is he ended up getting the better fantasy player in Duke Johnson versus David Johnson. Oh, absolutely. It, it, now it's now it's gonna be tough because you're gonna see like D Johnson and you're gonna try to check the team, but oh no, nope, right. they're both H H O U. It's like oh right. damn it. So you'll you'll need to look to see if there's a junior or not. Oh, that's true. Or if it's a da- <laughs> Johnson dad junior. Johnson or a or a do Johnson. <laughs> dad dad and do. Dad do. Daddy Johnson. <laughs> it sounds like you're doing a do up band. Dad do. Do but but anyways carlos hyde nice signing uh let's uh let's move forward uh yes i didn't really give my input on that but it's a fine signing uh it's fine it makes sense it makes sense eli apple um yeah eli apple uh was like literally just signed as we started uh recording he signed to the panthers what's uh what's your what's your thoughts so Eli Apple's just in a weird situation right now because he was like slated to go to the Raiders and then just wasn't. Yeah, contract wasn't fully signed, and now he's now he's on the Panthers. I think it works works well for the Panthers. Um, add uh add a vet add an okay veteran, former first round pick by the Giants veteran. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll we'll. Uh, we'll we'll see if he can do anything at least to mentor all the fucking defensive picks that the Panthers made. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I you know it, you know what it is like it's Eli kind of Eli Apple had a pretty you know he he had some decent uh, when when he first made it to the Saints he had some decent you know plays uh, that he made um, and uh, I I don't know if he played incredibly well down the stretch but. Uh, he's a decent veteran player, at least especially behind um, Dante Jackson right now, who's really the only good cornerback on the team on the Panthers right now. Yeah. Um, and so you with both on both of those fronts, like it, it, it just it just it's a nice depth addition, and hopefully you know he does end up playing at a you know a second first round level you know player. You know, hopefully he does get to that that point um, again at some point. Yeah. Um, and last, uh, last but not least, uh, I, I I wanted to just touch upon uh, uniforms because we forgot to last time. Uh, we got we had talked so much draft last time. Um, was that was last time the draft? I don't know. Whatever it was. Um, the last time was seventy six. Oh uh, yes, that's right. That was the yeah. seventeen seven hundred seventy six. Um, yeah. Uh, the uh, the Chargers and Rams uh, each during the draft week, um, or, or uh, well, the Chargers during draft week and then the Rams a few weeks later uh, revealed their uniforms. Um, what was your take on uh, both of them? So I'll start with the Rams. They look like glorified Pro Bowl uniforms. <laughs> yeah, I really, I, I'm, re- I'm really not a fan. Um, I, the, I, the 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 horn to kind of match their horn design that's cool. 
Mm-hmm. But the 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 yellow to white gradient I think looks tacky. Um, the uh, I the, I really don't like the font. The, yeah, the numbers are just they're weird to me because they just kind of look like um, they look like sludge. <laughs> almost yeah. with the it's not even just the font it's just like the way it's printed on the uniforms they just mm. kind of look like someone like took one of those like um sparkly gel pens or whatever <laughs> and like just put the eight on there like and, yeah like, it just globbed out and or eight or whatever the fucking number there is um I, yeah i'm with you on that the rams just it just looks cartoonish and i just right. i i really i follow I, up I, a, a a bad logo design <laughs> with a bad uniform. Like, I don't understand why they wouldn't just make their alternate uniform their primary one. Like, they, yeah. they, it was right there. It was it, it was already made. You didn't have to do much changing. You just right. had to create an away uniform wrapped around the, you know, the, the alternate, and you're you're all set. Like, this is, this is just... It's not good. Um, yeah. And it's just the Rams rebranding process has just been a big old. It's been so many misses. Big old L <laughs> during well in their transition to their new stadium. The and the Chargers on the other hand, the Chargers ones... on the other hand have fucking amazing <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> yeah. These might these might be like among my favorite in the NFL now. They are so sleek. I love the bolt on the pants. I love how all the combinations look. It's it's so simple yet it works so well. I love the yellow pants. Yeah, yellow uh yellow pants, blue powder blue shirt are is my favorite. I and I I, and I also I love the two alternate uniforms as well. The mm. one that's like the royal blue one and one that is um like the the navy blue like their old the, uh uniform. The navy blue I really like too cuz cuz the bolt is just the outline. It's not filled in. Yeah. That looks cool. They also have numbers on their helmets, which is unique. I, I I just that yeah that, that's true. I don't necessarily love that. I I I think that I I understand that's like an old school look. Yeah. Um, I don't love it, but you know that's fine. That's just but that's just a personal preference. I I mean I I just feel like with the child tra- the Chargers rolled out this off season with their promotional stuff, like the Chargers needed to nail it because they have just such a a. They don't have a big old bit fan base to fill up that stadium right now, and no. not that these things are going to fill up the stadium, but they're doing the right thing right now by creating these awesome uniforms and 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 a nice you know nice looking logo as well. I don't know, man. I just I I think the Chargers know what they're doing, and the Rams are just like I don't I don't really know what's happening on the marketing front. Yeah. Um. So, between. All six uniform changes. I believe it was six. Which uh, one? Char- was Chargers, Rams, Browns, Falcons, Bucks, and Patriots. I forgot the Patriots. Um. <laughs> yeah, the Patriots. They the Patriots changed to their alternates yeah. as their main right. uniform. Um, um, Chargers are the best. best. Chargers okay. are the best. What about the worst? Patriots. <laughs> no, no. It's it's between Super Bowl Fifty Two. Um. Huh. Sorry, Super Bowl 53. Um Yeah. It's either Patriots or Rams. I I um, I really don't like the Falcons. <laughs> Falcons are pretty bad too. It's they're the gamer chair uniforms. <laughs> 
I forgot. Uh, I forgot. I think I you said that last time. I did. I definitely did. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. But uh, Bucks are Bucks are second for me. Okay. Uh, Browns easy third. Mm-hmm. And then Falcons, Rams, Patriots can whatever. I don't. It, I don't it, care. Whatever, whatever order. Yeah. I yeah. I think Falcons are the worst. And I agree with you. I think Chargers are my favorite, and Bucks are my second favorite. I would say. Yeah, I actually I think I would have the same order as you. Yeah, I, I think I think it would be the 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 Chargers, Bucks, Browns, and I would I think I put I put the Rams in front of Patriots and Falcons. I not that the Patriots butchered the uniforms like the Rams did. I think just personally I like the Rams colors a lot more, and I uh, really don't understand the red and white stripe on the, yeah, the shoulder pads for the Patriots. Confusing. I don't get that. People love it I've, though. I, I've, I've been thinking a lot about uniform design lately. <laughs> oh, yes. I wonder why. Yeah. I have no idea why you say that. Oh, uh, yeah. Nudge, nudge. Interesting. Uh, but we'll yes. S- we'll see how mine end up turning out in the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Um, we're like, yeah, we're, I don't know if we've ever really d- discussed in full detail. What no, was no. Let's, there. let's, yeah. let's tease them with just that. Yes. There you go. Give them, give them a morsel. <laughs> a little morsel. <laughs> a um, morsel. All right, so uh, that's that's what's happening in the news, and let's move forward to uh, our mascot battles. It's been a long time since we did this, mostly because it was done in conjunction with the NFL schedule, and there's been no schedule. Um, uh, and now that there is one, but we're gonna hold off on any uh, formal, you know, schedule battles until the season starts, if there is a season. Um, and we're going to we're going to um, uh, randomly pick uh, two teams for three different battles. Uh, well, it'll be six teams overall. Um, yeah. And uh, we will uh, we will debate uh, based off of what I pull out of my Super Fight the Challenge deck, which is basically random scenarios uh, that you pit people up against each other in. That's not it's not just a fight. It's it's any other form. Um, so, uh, the first battle will be between, oh, we got Catbull. Hell yeah. Panthers versus Lions. All right, I'll take Lions. You'll take Lions? Really? I feel like, I feel like you would take the Panthers in this. Well, so we're doing the mascots, right? Uh, but you, and you like the Lions as a mascot a lot more. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll take the Panther. And the first one is... Survive the longest on a desert island. <laughs> I uh, I don't even know. I, I, this is you could you could go first for this one. All right. Well, I mean, lions are known not to live in the desert, but to live in to live in the uh, live in the savanna. Uh, it's the the biome that uh, uh, lions are are often live in the most. Um, the uh, the the meat source would be a little bit rough, but they would be able to, I, th- I think, figure out how to how, uh, how to get the the food source that they would need. Uh, you saw in Madagascar. Well, in Madagascar, Alex the lion wasn't very good at building shelter. You guys should rely on his friends. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, regardless, um, the the lion would have the the their their own leadership skills and. Uh, and climate uh, to uh, to climate uh, ap- appropriateness. Mm-hmm. That's a weird way to say that. Um, <laughs> to to figure out how to how to survive on an island. 
Yeah, yeah, Panthers, I don't think they don't fit in this climate necessarily. Well, unless, unless you're talking about an island, um, I believe they're a little, they're more like northern creatures, I believe, Panthers. Um, so, pan, so he, here's the thing about Panthers. Panther, a Panther technically doesn't exist. Like, I know. No they're like Jaguars, aren't they? They're, they're all black Jaguars or Leopards. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I think that the Panthers it, here the thing is I like I I feel like the the hard part about this battle is that they're basically this they're kind of similar creatures in a yeah. lot of ways <laughs> so it's I basically have a lot of the same arguments as you I think that they'll the Panthers will be able to hunt down their prey I remember um there is a show that I watched very briefly uh, with my dad um that was a surviving show i think i think that you may have watched it too um damn i wish i could remember it was on the history channel um and it was oh, I, def- of... I def i definitely did not watch that okay yeah <laughs> they, they, it was basically people were were uh surviving on their own uh and whoever survived the longest would, not that anyone would die but it would just yeah. be that they would you know be tap out and uh mm. they would be be uh taken away um but the Panthers were the most dangerous, uh, you know, element to the those those forests because the they they were the ones that would hunt. De- they would they would be the hunters of humans. They, they these Panthers don't they're they are not scared of anything. And I think that oh, yeah. they, no matter what, uh, in a uh, on a desert deserted island, um, if they you know if they landed with the uh, you know I'm sure a bunch of different animals. Uh, I think the Panther will be the one on top because they and they can disguise themselves in the dark because they're they're mm. they're a dark you know colored uh, I, Panthers. They could they could do I, a lot of their hunting in the dark. I would suppose it would depend on the climate of the island. Like, is it more deserty or, or is it more tropical? Uh, so uh, I I think it's I think it's just saying uh, it does say desert island. I think on the card. does it say desert island or deserted? That's the thing. I think it says desert island. Which okay. I feel like so that's, that's a typo. That, I, I feel like that's a that's a misprint in the card because desert island and deserted island are two very different things. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but like, so like, I, I mean, if it's a desert island, then I'll concede that maybe the lion probably has the bigger yeah. shot. But like, I if it's deserted and, and it's there's a choice of the island, I know the panthers can survive. We need more information. Parts. Yeah, it's, it's a, AKA fix your game super fight. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on here. All right, so uh, the next two teams here are the Saints and the Chargers. Okay. So how do we decipher what a Charger is? <laughs> All right. Um, let's go. So they have the they have the fucking uh, like decal where it's like a like a horse. Not doing a horse, but doing like like someone on a horse cavalier type of thing they do they do i i i with feel electricity like powers. <laughs> electricity powers <laughs> they they have they are there this is like zeus essentially or whatever yeah. that they could just strike down lightning um on things i i all right um i i will i will take I'll I'll take the Saints. <laughs> Alright, I'll do I'll do the Chargers. <laughs> however however you want to interpret the Chargers, I'll allow you uh, to interpret. Okay. I have an idea in my head that may change depending on what the task is. Alright. Oh god. Oh, okay. Wait a second. This is interesting. So it says best body card for a very wealthy blank, and it asked me to draw a random character card. So here's the thing. I have 
a list of teams here that I could pull from. How about they are the best bodyguard for a very wealthy gold miner, as in the 49ers? <laughs> okay. You want to start with this one? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Listen, with God's on your side... <laughs> <laughs> you're you're good, you know the saints the the saint will uh will bless you and 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 will make sure uh that will protect you in any any sort of situation. Uh, will protect the gold miner, I should say the the gold miner uh and uh, as as he mines for more gold, uh you know the saints will you know will stand by idly by and and. and basically create a holy circle around them as they mine so to make sure that the evil demons uh or evil lightning demons don't come and and ruin their day um uh and i think that the uh there will be uh they they'll bring lots of holy water <laughs> uh you know with them as well to just you know make sure to to put out any uh any dangers ahead so uh that's the saints all right, for the Chargers, so I, I looked up, gold does conduct electricity. So uh, having, having someone with, with electrical powers that you can uh, use, use your gold supply for to, uh, uh, to help enhance their powers, to keep the people trying to steal your gold away, is, is very helpful in that regard. Plus, they got a horse. They can move quickly. They can chase people down if some gold manage, manages to get stolen. They yeah. just gotta watch their electrical powers around the 49er because if if it bad things if they're holding <laughs> gold and they get electrocuted. So that there is there is some uh there there is some dangers with having a charger as a as some a risk but high reward. High reward exactly. All right, uh, that was an interesting one. Low low floor, high ceiling. <laughs> low floor high ceiling that's uh that, that's like fantasy talk essentially yeah. um all right let's uh last one here it's the cowboys i feel like we've done cowboys and falcons so much before in this actually now it's all coming back yeah, to me. Uh, yeah we definitely have what do you want me just to look at the other two more teams and just see yeah. if maybe that'd be more interesting yeah uh raiders and rams let's do it let's do raiders and rams okay yeah uh, what do you, which one do you want to take? Uh, I'll take Rams. I'll take Raiders. Tour de France. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, you start this time. I think yeah, I started. Okay. The, uh, yeah, go ahead. So, in the Tour de France, where you must ride bicycles, <laughs> it is a bicycle race. You know? <laughs> Rams got two big horns, right? Yes. Could, could could pass those off as bike handlebars they could just be the bike <laughs> i don't know what the rules for the tour de france are about like knocking opponents off or anything but that would be really easy for the ram <laughs> just knock him out of the way you have no competition god just 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 straight up like hey uh it's a bike race no it's no, a handlebar race, and we can bring a handlebar handle race. <laughs> and it's it, it's Air Bud rules where, uh, <laughs> Air the, <laughs> where the rules say the rules nowhere in the rules does it say a ram cannot race. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I don't think that I maybe the Tour de France rules keepers have not really foreshadowed the fact that a ram would come into play, uh, in in the in these races. I I would say that the for the for the Raiders, I think that. 
they're they are no I feel like the Raiders stereotype is that these these guys are like um I guess a modern day Raider would just be those guys on motorcycles and like um I I don't know man I just I just biker think the biker <laughs> gangs like and look yeah. that, that that's perfect that's perfect for this race that they, they know how to speed and how to get away with things and and make sure they they can cheat their way too the Raiders they 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 will do anything in their in their power to win the race uh they they will they'll probably make sure that half the competition doesn't show up on the day of the race and they could bike their way to glory because they that's all they do anyway is just bike and steal and destroy do anything to win just like lance armstrong Ooh, relevance <laughs> relevant that was like a decade ago when that shit went down well I, well yes but literally on sunday espn had a lance documentary came out it's come out so, oh my god I so know that. yeah yeah you're you, that's good good timing my friend <laughs> um so all right so if i if i remember i'll post polls on twitter uh you let us know what you think about the debate and if uh if you want to debate the cowboys and falcons and how what they would do in any of these situations because we kind of left them to dry uh yeah. you, you can also uh you can also do that uh as well um, basket mascot <laughs> mascot <laughs> battles uh are done uh and we move on <laughs> is yeah go cubs has been so excited <laughs> i this. love this shit He's been so you excited. Have no idea for this tangent. I, dude, can I just say though, this has been an evolution because I feel like out of the gate you weren't like, not that you were like really against it, but you didn't seem like too on board. But as time has gone on and we've grown this, and, like you're like, right. and you, now that there's so much more of a plan in yes, place, yeah. this is gonna be so fucking awesome. Yes, yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's gonna, be, I, it's gonna be amazing. I'm glad that it has reached that point. Uh, I so now so here's the thing. I actually go, Matt. You could you could take this. Uh, what what's exactly the scenario that we have to perfectly get right now? All right, so we have seven teams right now, and the it, it's a pretty good distribution throughout the country. the The closest thing that we have is Connecticut and New Jersey teams, but for the most part, it's pretty spread out throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Um, there are 10 states that I have uh, deemed uh, worthy of hosting the last team to uh, take place in our West Division. Um, they are Nebraska, Kansas, Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, Idaho, Montana, Washington, Alaska, and Hawaii. So uh, that that will kind of just perfectly fill out the the team uh the the map and and teams get a really nice distribution you're gonna have someone near you that you can uh that you can root for no matter where you are in the country uh and i'm i'm excited for that so yeah chris do you have a city nope i <laughs> I, I so so here's the thing we decided to do this on the podcast because uh, yep. we were, we're trying to figure out i have i have so far oh i have a city Okay. But hold on, what's the threshold? 10,000. Okay, never mind. <laughs> it was Thermopo- Therm- Thermopolis in Wyoming. Ooh. Uh that it, so- it sounds that sounds nuclear, which I like, <laughs> but unfortunately that does not that does not uh Yeah, we d- we do need to have a 10,000 population threshold. I put that in um mostly on a paranoid aspect of of myself not wanting every uh every fucking town that we get to 
be Cornshuck Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> right. I also found, which I think is my favorite of the ones that we will not use, Anaconda Montana. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> but it's just below the 10,000. Okay, what the... is it at? It's 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 Montana. No, what the Oh no, what's... 9 it's 9,100. I mean it's uh, named Anaconda. <laughs> so are you Well, but... okay. Well, hold on a second. There's a there's one on this list that's called Winnie Mooka. I need to fucking see where this is. Okay, all right. That's fair. <laughs> It's a city in Nevada. Hold on. <laughs> uh, Nevada's no, Nevada's not available. Oh, it's not. Damn. No, it's we, seven... have Californ- we have a California team. Damn, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna wait. There's a South San Francisco. What the fuck? Okay, okay. hold on. I'm I'm <laughs> skipping that. Hold on. Uh, I also just looked up Minomini, which is Michigan. Damn it. Okay. Uh, uh last try. Wellsburg. Duh. God. Damn it! Hold on. That's West, West Virginia. God. All right. Fine. We'll do Anaconda. <laughs> Anaconda, Montana, is our smallest city, our underdog city, if you will. The last city chosen. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's close enough. It's got a fun name, and it's in it's in a state that would not get a professional sports team. <laughs> yeah. Some respect for Mon- for the Montana people yeah. out there. I ho- hopefully there's I I think there's some good people in Montana. I hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like to think. Um, uh, so they're the ca- the they're in Deer Lodge County. Oh my God, this is Montana as all hell. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh my God, Chris, this map looks so satisfying. <laughs> what? Uh, what do you mean, like the uh, in terms of like the how everything distributes? Just how everything is spaced out. It it, it it's just a really nice look. Good. That's good. I'll will send you the I'll send you the picture so you can. I'm uh, and, and part of me is glad that we didn't end up doing Hawaii or Alaska because I don't yeah. know we would have to justify uh, uh, some costs. some playing cloth. Yeah, exactly. And then playing in super cold or super hot weather. Right. Uh, although people have played in Hawaii before. Um. So. Uh, I love Montana County names. So they're they're in Deer Deer Lodge County. There's also Beaverhead, yes. Butte, Silver Bow, and Granite counties. <laughs> Wait, there's a beaver. There's a beaver county. Beaverhead county. Be- beaverhead county. Beaverhead. The beaverhead. the 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 animal that gnaws on wood. No, I no, I know. I said I I, yeah. I I heard you. Um. Okay. The they are um they are located at the foot of the Anaconda Range, known locally as the Pint Pint Pintlers Pintlers Pintlers. The Pintlers. Okay. I've never heard of that. Um. No. All right, uh, you're gonna look at the Wikipedia page. I'm gonna find yep. the town, the town page. It's been so. It's been filming locations for a lot of movies. Ooh, do tell. Uh, so I'm trying to see if there are any that actually. Uh, Prodigal Sons. It's a documentary. Um. Uh, Dead Seven, a a, a zombie movie on sci-fi, which of course. <laughs> <laughs> Does it make sense? I guess. Yep. Uh, Lucille Ball lived here at one point. Ooh. Notable people. I uh, I love Lucy. The I yes. the the uh um the <laughs> can we call it the Anaconda rookies? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> this is copyright claims. Um, I do see. have a nice sports and recreation list. 
Okay. They have a lot, yeah, which is hopeful because I want to find a really good football stadium in Anaconda. Right. We, I, I think I think green for this team for sure. Yes. So we, we were talking about this. We were, we, were, we were thinking, we were trying to balance out some of the colors amongst the teams. Green definitely works. Uh, I see that Anaconda, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, they don't really use any standout colors necessarily. Um a lot of just pale colors. Um, nothing that's uh, too. Nothing that stands out. So we got. We, I guess we could be creative um, mm-hmm. on what the second color is, at least for now. Huh, um, interesting. In 1903, that? the the Socialist Party of America won its first victory west of the Mississippi. Huh. <laughs> interesting. A win for socialists everywhere. Elected a socialist mayor, treasurer, police judge, and three councilmen. Oh, wait, all of them were socialists? Holy shit. Yeah. Damn. In 1903. Huh. And I guess that's that has slowly faded away. Probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, I see a lot of uh, mining-related things. Uh, there you go. So you got, you're going to... We're getting in the, the miners, and then you're going into the 49er territory. Um, I'm just I'm just seeing what else there, what else there is. Yeah. Uh, let's see that there's a community profile on uh, it's actually redirects to the Deer Lodge County uh, website <laughs> um, uh, I I mean I had a population of 90, 9.13 uh, 9. K people with a median age of 47.4 uh, and a median household income of 41,000 between 2016 and 2017 the population of Deer Lodge County declined from 9,170 to 9,131. Um, and it's medium household. Okay, this is real boring statistics here. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Mon- the, the Deer Lodge County. I know you want to... You're really talking about how... Uh, uh, there's... Oh, they also have... They have a big old COVID-19 section. Not surprised. Um... Yeah, this is like all. This is all just like data. I don't know why they they. I just wanted to find out about the community, and they they yeah. just giving me all this all these data points that I don't <laughs> care about at all. I want. I just want to know. Uh, oh, attractions. Here we go. This is this is what my there favorite thing is. It um, is close. So it is close to um, Helena, Montana, the capital. Okay. I think that's cap. Um. So there's a lot of Washu. Uh, stuff here. So Washu Park, Washu Theater, Washu mm. Park Trout Hatchery. Must be named after someone. The Hatchery Visitor Center consists of a dis- display pond of trout, inter- uh, interpretive center, and a live stream aquarium. The hatchery grounds are open during daylight. Interesting. That's it. So they're they are they are fish people. They're they are one uh, yeah. with with their 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 local fishes. I wonder if they've donated any of it to Blathers. Um, <laughs> they also have the Smokestack State Park. Um, they have a lot of boating and lake activities. They have a Lake Creek State Park Mountain as well. Stuff. Old Works Golf Course also takes place there. There's the Copper Village Museum and Art Center, uh, housed in the former uh, Anaconda City Hall, built in 1896. The complex includes a historical museum, archives, and art center, along with a retail shop at the local historical society. I do um, see. I, I do see a uh, uh, a Mormon church. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Why 
Wonderful. Just <laughs> looking at a map. Yeah. All right. I, I, I have I have a, a mascot proposition. Okay, go for it. Okay, so this town is really into mining. Yes. It's very mountainous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it its state is li- literally has mountain in the name. Um, yes. Uh, it's also the smallest city that we have. Mm-hmm. Anaconda dwarves. So here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, you know what? When I say that out loud, <laughs> when it's not in a fantasy context. <laughs> I don't know if everyone out there would be happy with that. Yeah, let's uh, let's go away from that. <laughs> appreciate it. I appreciate the fantasy aspect. I appreciate the effort. I don't no, think it works not, well. That's not a great, <laughs> great thing to do. Um, <laughs> I was well. So I mean, you could say um, the Anaconda Mountaineers. You could do Anaconda Miners if you want to go okay. on that front. Yeah. Um. I um, we could. I mean, there's also they do. They love their trout there. They love boating as well. So we could. We could also move it to the aquatic realm. But I also know that I think Perth Amboy also already is aquatic. Perth Amboy is very aquatic. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, I, I there's uh, honestly Mountaineers sounds the most unique. Okay, I'm down for that. The Anaconda, yeah. the Anaconda Mountaineers. Um, I think it rolls off the tongue well. It's a lot of syllables, but you know what? Yeah, Anaconda That's... Mountaineers. Listen, when you are a small, the smallest of the bunch, you need to overcompensate, and by overcompensating <laughs> with lots of syllables. That's the longest name, Anaconda yes. Mountaineers. <laughs> That's it. Does sound like you're about to sing Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I mean, it's uh, the same number of s- syllables as Phoenix City Phoenixes. Perth Amboy Privateers. That's one less. <laughs> yes. East Chicago Blacksmiths. Yeah. Escondido Artisans. Escondido Artisans. <laughs> yeah, we, we we have a lot of mouthfuls, but you know what? We that's do. what just makes it. That's what makes it unique. Yeah. Um, all right. So gr- green is their main color for sure. Yes. Um, we were discussing because I I uh, and hear me out, Montana. And yeah, everyone else out there, I I've I've always found that I think pink is a very underrated color, and I think a lot of people out there uh, just want to be like, "Ooh, girl color," and it's like, "Give me a break." That's it. I, but do you I think, think it, it works? I, I I think it would work with a green. It would look a little watermelony, but I think that's fine. <laughs> okay yeah i i think well here's, here's the thing i think that you can make the argument uh that like i think i think green i i don't think that pink works with a lot of colors i think it works well with a neutral color like a black white or gray um but i think green it does work well with and i, I agree yeah. it does look watermelony but who doesn't love watermelon let's just face it. right well there's a lot <laughs> there's a few people out there that don't like watermelon but you know what I mean. one of one of our tcp Coke. <laughs> yeah, they're just like the co-conspirators. The co-conspirators <laughs> and the evil plan that is TCP. Yeah, <laughs> plans just so chaos. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, so I, I I'm down for that. Um, I, and uh, let's let's now check and see what stadium Anaconda, the Anaconda Mountaineers, uh, will be playing in. 
it's there's a there is a Mitchell Stadium. Okay. Uh, which looks like that's uh very uh, a lot of people are talking about it. It's it is actually directly in in Anaconda. It's a ten thousand seat stadium. Oh wait, nope, sorry, that's in West Virginia. Hold on a second. <laughs> I was <laughs> just like, wow, it's... they have they have more they have more seats than people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's not <laughs> surprise, not really a lot of uh, they they don't have seat details for Mitchell oh, Stadium yeah. in Montana, but uh, I think that's uh, I think that's the go to. I think that, yeah. I think that's we settle on that small stadium, um, and it works out that way. Okay, so Mitchell the the, so the Mitchell Stadium. Will host the Anaconda Mountaineers, the green picked green and pink team, and with that, we have completed the virtual football league. So just go over it one more time. It's the East Chicago Blacksmiths, the Mansfield Weavers, the Perth Amboy Privateers, and the Phoenix City Phoenixes. God damn! I still, I still don't know how I'm, I feel about that. No, it's it's great. Trust me. <laughs> the, then you have the Braindeard Paladins, the Escondido Artisans, the Weatherford Sheriffs, and the Anaconda Mountaineers. That is uh, that, and uh, we we've been underway off camera, planning a draft. Um, we have been recruiting um, some people to draft for these eight teams uh and create a um basically create football teams that are completely made of video game characters of their choosing it's going to be a disaster and i'm very much looking forward to it because i think that it's i think that a lot of people they're gonna have it's i i directly told them uh to anyone that i've been pitching this idea to that you can choose whoever you'd like for the football team as long as you could give an argument as to why they would work for the team in terms of what position they are. Yeah. Um, so they will pull from whatever uniforces that they love the most, and uh, we will have lots of debates about it, but ultimately um, that will be the draft process. We've already built a big board, uh, but we've said that people could also take off the big board. So there, there's a lot that we have a lot of moving parts on the draft process. I think the next time you see us, we will, uh, I, I think we could talk some pre-draft stuff. We could do, yeah, we could talk like, talk, talk uh, about the league as a whole. Yes. Um, uh, are we going to do certain reveals then or until or so yeah so we do have some other things in the works i think that we we there is going to be a visual element to this that obviously in a podcast form can't work um we do want you guys to stay tuned on the team chaos production youtube channel because we will be uploading we we plan on uploading some things revolving around the draft as well as uh another key element of of the of the league um uh, which we, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just gonna leave it there. It's a very, it's a key yeah, element. It'll be, it'll be cool. It'll be. Cool. And it'll, it'll be. It'll, it's, it's a good visual element to it. Um, and so we will, and we'll make sure to let you guys know on here when those, uh, those videos are up. Um, so you could go ahead and check those out. Um, but yeah, yeah. Next, next uh, podcast, we'll, we'll talk in more de- detail about the, uh, the, the characters that we've pitched on the big board already if any of them are going to end up being drafted let's hope that maybe some of them are so we didn't waste you know <laughs> our time actually building that um 
but that but there is there's going to be a lot of different um viewpoints and stuff and I, I i'm hoping that you guys will uh enjoy us building uh this league from the ground up um any other thoughts about the football league or anything else on this podcast matt not at the moment i think that uh uh now that we have all uh all eight teams it's going to be very exciting this podcast is even more sexy Damn. Um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. This is get. This is getting a little predatory. <laughs> Just a tad. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I. Uh, no, I. I. Yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to it. We're gonna see if we could get. Uh, we have we have a, a, quite a few people locked in already. We're still waiting to hear back from a few others, um, and we'll see. Uh, we we may, we may end up drafting for a team. Who knows? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to it. It's just a way for us to keep busy while the NFL is kind of in this downtime that is June, which would happen anyway. But especially with with what's happening in the world, um, we you know we will see. But they, one thing that we did not discuss that they the 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 sports uh, facilities are opening up, and and team some of the team uh, officials are going to these uh, facilities already. So. Um, you know, things seem like they're getting better, but um, hold your breath, everyone. That's yeah. <laughs> hold your breath. Stand six feet away. Wear a mask. That's you know, all that jazz. Um, but uh, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Good night and good ball. Virtual Ball Boys has been brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Find us on Twitter at Virtual Ball Boys and find more of our work at Team Chaos Pods. <laughs>